0: Welcome to a brand new episode of the Jam Pack Report, today day for July the 31st of 2020. Of course, my name is Samuel Adams and this is a daily gaming news podcast meant to bring you the hottest news you need to know from around the industry hosted on YouTube and podcast services around the world five days a week. It is your one-stop shop for everything you need to know, so if you enjoy the show and you like what you see, hit that subscribe button and keep coming back for more. However, just a few minutes ago, we got our biggest news story of the day, perhaps even of the week, and that is that Halo Infinite's multiplayer has been confirmed to be free to play and will run at 120 FPS on the Xbox Series X. It is certainly coming in hot with no entry cost today the official halo twitter account confirmed that halo infinite multiplayer will be completely free to play and will run at 120 fps on the xbox series x This comes after rumors had been building, including a listing on Smith's toys yesterday of this news. Of course, Windows Central previously reported that the multiplayer might be free as part of a shift to a service model for Halo Infinite. While 343 Industries has explained that story content will take the form of updates and possible campaign expansions, expanding the multiplayer to be free-to-play makes sense for non-campaign content. 343 Industries will be sharing more on the multiplayer and Forge mode in the future, but the team is also addressing the feedback regarding the graphics in the gameplay demo seen a few days ago, and we'll talk more about that in just a moment. But this is absolutely monumental for the future of not only Halo and Halo Infinite, but also for the future of Xbox. Because whether people like to admit it or not, Halo is a very important entity in the gaming space. In a way, uh, it is up there with something like a Super Mario. When many people think about gaming, they think about Halo. Especially those that grew up playing the original Halo and Halo 2 on the original Xbox. Those are very important games and the connection to that name has continued to maintain its fidelity throughout the years uh, and its strength throughout the years. So to be able to have its flagship game as a free-to-play multiplayer offering is inevitably going to sell consoles this holiday season and it will win people over. On top of that, if you already have an Xbox One, the multiplayer component will be free. If you already have a PC, the multiplayer component of Halo Infinite will be free. This is going to garner millions upon millions of players around the world right off the bat with no entry fee required. The significance of that cannot be understated because I would go ahead and place a pretty large bet uh, that Halo Infinite will be just as big as Call of Duty Warzone, if not even bigger because Halo is going to be a very important title for the entire generation that's coming up starting this November. Uh, And if 343 continues their plan to make Halo Infinite the foundation of Halo for 10 years to come, a very strong community around the multiplayer component of Halo Infinite, is going to be an integral part of maintaining the popularity of the franchise for the next decade. You have to think, we could be playing Halo Infinite in 2030. Let that sink in. That is absolutely massive. Uh, So this is incredibly important for the future of Halo because it will build up a fan base very quickly. On top of that, it is inevitably going to be boosting console sales of the Xbox Series X right out of the gate because if you have the machine, you already get the best possible version of Halo Infinite's multiplayer for free. Additionally, the adoption on the Xbox One is going to be strong as well, and you could also sell more of those consoles. It's coming at Microsoft from all angles. And a lot of people might be saying, this is not going to be a big benefit for Microsoft because they aren't going to be really making any money. Oh yeah, they are. Oh yes, they are. Because it's the same kind of parallel if you look at the Steam charts right now. Right now, sitting on the Steam charts, you have multiple Microsoft-published games sitting on what would normally be considered a competitor's platform. That's the Microsoft strategy. They just want to get hands on their games. They want to get their games in the hands of gamers around the world, whether they are on PC, whether they're on an Xbox One, whether they're on an Xbox Series X. And the best possible way to do that for Halo Infinite is through free-to-play on every platform. That is incredibly important, and it is going to be a big element that sets up Halo Infinite for success going forward. Uh, Now, right off the bat, the game has to be fun. It doesn't matter if a game is paying people to play it. If it's not fun, it won't become the popular success that so many people want Halo Infinite to be. But if 343 balances the game well, if there is a genuine solid foundation below the hype, then you are going to have an incredible success. And as Slasher said on Twitter, the future of Halo Esports is incredibly bright if this game is good because free to play opens up anybody uh, that is able to get any console, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, or even on PC, uh, into the game. You can just practice, you can become good, and it completely tears down any walls that might be barring people from getting into the competitive side of Halo. Uh, So all of that to say, very excited about the future of Halo, and specifically, I cannot wait for Halo Infinite this fall. Now, not all news has been good news for the Halo Infinite team, but 343 says it has work to do on the game's visuals. 343 Industries has addressed the blowback on Halo Infinite's campaign reveal in a frank blog post answering questions on the game's art direction and visual fidelity. The studio said it heard far more positive than negative reactions, but also said it agreed with fans it had work to do. Quote, negative feedback in this area includes comments around characters and objects appearing flat, simplistic and plastic-like, lighting feeling dull and flat, and object pop-in. We have read your comments, we have seen the homemade examples of retouched content, and yes, we have heard the Digital Foundry assessments. In many ways, we are in agreement here. We do have work to do to address some of these areas and raise the level of fidelity and overall presentation for the final game. Fans have argued back and forth about how early or recent the build of Infinite shown during the Xbox showcase was and whether 343 might have already worked on its visuals further. Here is 343 again. The build used to run the campaign demo was work in progress from several weeks ago, with a variety of graphical elements and game systems still being finished and polished. While some of the feedback was expected and speaks to areas already in progress, other aspects of the feedback have brought new opportunities and considerations to light that the team is taking very seriously and working to assess. We don't have firm answers or outcomes to share yet, but the team is working as quickly as possible on plans to address some of the feedback around detail, clarity, and overall fidelity. The team is committed and focused on making sure we have a beautiful world for players to explore when we launch. As for its art style, 343 pointed to its own learnings and strong community feedback, which suggested a more classic art style with cleaner models and more colors had been what fans wanted, albeit not at a compromise for detail. Quote, while we appreciate this may not be everyone's personal preference, 343 concluded, we stand by this decision and are happy to see it resonating with so many fans around the world. There is plenty more in the blog, reconfirming the game's usual difficulty settings, support for campaign couch co-op, and that Chief's grapple hook will function differently in multiplayer as an item picked up on the map. So finally, what does 343 think of Craig? In the wake of Halo Infinite's unveiling, fans quickly turned the burly brute into a multitude of memes. Quote, we have all laughed very hard at the non-stop stream of Craig memes the community is cranking out, 343 wrote. Craig is thick skinned and seems to be taking it in stride through all of this fame and attention seems to be going to his head. Earlier today, leaks suggested Halo Infinite's multiplayer will be free to play, and of course, it was, in fact, free to play. So, this is a lot to break down, uh, but I think I can kind of sum it up like this. I am one of those that is in support of the art style that 343 stands behind themselves, because I always like to put the trust or I like to put trust in the developers when it comes to creating the future of a franchise, because although fans are incredibly passionate and some of the most passionate people in the world, I can't think of anybody that should be more driven by passion than somebody who is working on a game. Now, that's not always the case, but I like to give developers the benefit of the doubt. Uh, So I am standing behind Halo Infinite, and I think that the game is going to be fantastic and I think its art style is going to absolutely pop and I totally see where they're going. With that being said, a lot of the elements that were in this gameplay demo straight up looked like a Mega Bloks ad there has to be a happy medium i'm totally down for a simplified aesthetic i'm totally down for something that's cleaner and has more matte textures that's fine but there has to be a deeper level of detail in a lot of ways i look to the minecraft rtx update that's coming out or or the ray tracing update if you want to call it that where you do have ray tracing in minecraft and it looks phenomenal i don't want halo to look like minecraft i want to make that very clear but it is proven to be true that you can have a simplified aesthetic that still looks gorgeous if you put the amount of detail that you would normally put into a very detailed game into something that has been simplified. Does that make sense? Because for me, it's a little bit confusing, but you can bring these two entities, these two ideas together. They don't have to be mutually exclusive, and there is certainly some work left to do on Halo Infinite. But I am totally confident that by the end of development, it will be sorted out, and I cannot wait to get into the game itself. Uh, But it is nice to see the team being very blunt about their response, the team being very cognizant of the fact that they still have work to do. It is always good to see a developer totally own uh, whenever they might have missed the mark or at least address the concerns of the community in some kind of way, shape, or form, because they could have just completely ignored it, which would have just worsened the problem tenfold. But moving on, former Xbox and EA Sports boss Peter Moore is set to leave Liverpool FC role. Now, you might be saying, Sam, why are we talking about this? Uh, It's kind of in between. Peter Moore isn't technically still in the gaming industry, but he could be coming back uh, because he is leaving his spot in the football world. Uh, But regardless, former EA Sports and Xbox executive Peter Moore has announced he will leave his latest position as CEO of Liverpool Football Club. Moore will step down from his role overseeing the club's off-pitch business operations at the end of August following the completion of his three-year contract. The Liverpool-born executive had spent more than three decades living in the U.S. until his appointment at the football club in 2017. During his long games industry career, Moore has served as president of Sega America, corporate VP of Xbox, and head of EA Sports. During his time away, Moore has occasionally contributed to the games industry by appearing in a tribute to Yu Suzuki and as a pundit on Xbox recent Series X Reveal. In a statement, Moore confirmed he would now return his home, or return to his home, there's a typo here, uh, in the San Francisco Bay Area. Quote, I came back to Liverpool in 2017, having been in the U.S. for over 30 years, and it's been such a special experience," he said. "My wife and I married the year two years ago, and we go back to the U.S. to our families with mixed emotions: excited and looking forward to being reunited with our families and grown-up children in the U.S., emotional about leaving Liverpool, which we have loved every minute of the opportunity to make a difference and leave our mark in the history of this great city and club. So, will Peter Moore return to the gaming industry? We will have to wait and see, but he is certainly back. Here in the US. Now, speaking of Electronic Arts, they have signaled they are still considering WB Games' acquisition, saying we are more interested than ever. Recent reports that Warner Bros. parent company is looking to sell the gaming unit, name dropped EA, among others, as a potential buyer, and you can bet this question came up. EA COO Blake Jorgensen fielded one such question, clarifying the company's approach to acquisitions. Jorgensen opened by saying that EA is always looking at studios up for sale, but that he would not be able to specifically comment on the matter of Warner Bros. He was, however, eager to say that EA wants to go after talent rather than games. Quote, I can't comment on any specific acquisition other than what I will tell you, as we have seen, uh, excuse me, as we said you've seen in the past, where we have done the best is where we have long-term relationships with people, he said. And we are really trying to buy great talent versus games, citing Respawn as an example. Jorgensen pointed out that EA's decision to acquire the studio was more about the talented and experienced developers it housed, and not just to buy Titanfall. It wasn't about Titanfall, and that's no offense to Titanfall. It's an amazing game, and we'll maybe see a Titanfall at some point, sometime down the road. But it was really about the team, and it starts at the top with studio head Vince Zampella, but it goes all the way through the whole organization. Jorgensen went on, quote. And so it might take some time, but trust that we are more interested than ever because we see talent and building great new franchises is critical to the long-term growth for business. It is not yet clear if Warner Bros. Interactive's various studios would be individually sold to different publishers or if the group as a whole will be owned by a single company. It's not out of the question to imagine EA residing over the likes of Mortal Kombat, Batman, and DC Games. A very exciting opportunity for Electronic Arts, uh, but WB Games is definitely going to be a hot commodity. It is going to be a very significant uh item for sale if you want to look at it like that there are a lot of people that would be uh chomping at the bit to really get their hands on the team behind warner brothers games because there is a lot of talent in those entities uh and again you have the big three in my mind mortal Kombat, batman and dc games in general that is going to be a very uh very significant purchase whoever ends up uh buying that one up because at this point the wheels are in motion the way that i see it unless something significant comes in the way, but it could be Electronic Arts that makes the big move. But it's not going to be Sega, probably. That would be weird. Uh, but their president has resigned for personal reasons. In a statement issued on Friday, the game's publisher claimed Matsubara's resignation was due to personal reasons. The exec had served as president since 2017. Matsubara, I believe I'm saying that correctly, joined Sega in 2014 as chief technology officer. Before his appointment, the exec spent nearly a decade as the CEO of Koei Tecmo. Prior to that, he served the same role at the Japanese arm of Zynga. In an interview last year, Matsubura discussed the Sega strategy of targeting consumers outside of Japan. Quote, when I became a company executive, I always told myself to celebrate globally, then deliver globally. Sega has many game creation studios, not only in Japan, but also in Asia and Europe. This is what it means to create globally. This is a unique trait that our rival firms do not share. The exec added, Persona 5, developed by our subsidiary company Atlas, is about Japanese high school students in local areas like Shibuya and Shang... Oh, Wow. Sang in Jaya. Sure. Uh, it was created by Japanese people with a Japanese viewpoint, but it was popularized internationally thanks to translating Japanese culture along with the language, on top of good marketing and promotions. The games created by Alice have actually higher sales overseas than in Japan. End quote. Uh, so, I wish the president of Sega the best. I wanted to cover this because it seems like a significant move if the president of. Sony PlayStation departed, or if the president of Xbox departed, I would totally talk about it here, so I wanted to share this information with you. Of course, what kind of impact will this have on Sega as a whole? That is yet to be seen. The company, kind of in a good spot. Uh, It is not blowing anybody out of the water by any stretch of the imagination, but it's not necessarily disappointing tons of people either. Of course, Persona is the big game that is out right now, Uh, but we'll see where the company continues to go, and again, we wish the president the best. Now, moving on, Epic Games Store is getting mod support. Yesterday, we talked about the achievements program. Today, we talk about mods. Hot on the heels of an early implementation of achievements, the Epic Games Store has now brought on yet another much-needed feature, that being mod support. Like achievements, mod support is only available in a single game. In this case, it is MechWarrior 5 mercenaries who received an update overnight to enable mod support for the first time. Though not quite Steam Workshop, the Epic Store now has a Mods tab under MechWarrior 5's store page. This is where you'll be able to discover the mods themselves and download the modding tool. Since this is only a beta launch, it is not as full of featured as you might expect. You can, however, filter by specific tags and see community response to certain mods by looking at the number of likes each one has. I imagine Epic will also add comments, reviews, and other ways for players to learn much more about each mod down the line. Epic also said that more games will be rolled into the beta over time. So if you want to dive into the Epic Games Store and check out the mod support for Mech Warrior 5 Mercenaries, you can totally do that right now. Uh, But this is a very significant step in creating a platform and a launcher that is equal to, or at least uh, able to thrive alongside of Steam, because one of the biggest elements of PC gaming is mod support. It keeps people engaged in games for years and years to come after the game's popularity has already begun to dwindle. Uh, So many games just thrive on mod support. One of those games being the Grand Theft Auto series, a lot of them actually. Uh, on top of that, you have so many other big name games that might drop off after the first couple of months, but they get picked back up thanks to mod support. Uh, and so if you want to uh, check out what Epic Games has in store, you can certainly dive in and check out the early mod support now, but give it a couple of months and I would say you will probably be able to experience them in a much deeper kind of format and a wider variety of games. But to round out today's show, a big congratulations to the team at Obsidian because more than 1 million players have tried Grounded so far in Early Access. The new survival adventure game from Obsidian Entertainment has seen over 1 million players since it entered Early Access. The game was made available through Xbox Game Preview with Xbox Game Pass and Steam Early Access this week on July the 28th. It quickly became a Steam bestseller the day after it released and has mostly positive reviews on the service. During the early access phase for Grounded, players are encouraged to provide feedback during the early development process and content will be added based on said feedback. Grounded is a co op survival game which can also be played in single player, where four children get shrunk down in size and must defend their backyard from bugs by crafting and building defenses in order to grow back to normal size. Players must gather, craft, and build bases with everyday objects found within the yard, search for resources, and live alongside giant insects. If you're playing it and need some pointers, the team at VG247 has you hooked up, uh, but that is a significant amount of people, more than 1 million players. Now, I wanted to echo something that Benji Sales said on Twitter, Uh, Game Pass has over 10 million subscribers, so a lot of people are saying, is this game really a success? Shouldn't it have 10 million players? No, not at all. There are tons of these Game Pass subscribers that haven't turned on their Xbox in months and probably don't even know that that charge is still going on their mom's credit card. Uh, One million players is significant for any early access game, but for a game like Grounded that began with a development team of 13 people, that is incredibly impressive. This is not a mainline obsidian game. This is something that is relatively small. This is a passion project. Uh, And so to see it getting so much publicity this early on in its life is definitely promising as the game continues to evolve and become a bigger part of the Xbox brand, but on top of that, the Obsidian name. So congrats, and I hope to see more from Grounded in the future. And I might dive in and give it a second shot because I got in on the very early access beta, so it's time for me to check it out once again. But that rounds out today's episode of the Jam Pack Report. If you enjoyed this one, drop me a like down below and let me know what you thought about everything we talked about here today, but specifically the Halo Infinite multiplayer going free to play. What do you think about that and will you be playing? Would love to hear your thoughts. But until Monday, you guys have a fantastic weekend. I'll be back on a Sunday for an episode of The Drop, my weekly show that lets you know the hottest games from around the world. But until then, have a good one and peace.